Up World. Your past first point guard, Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts, as well as on YouTube. So if you're listening and you haven't subscribed to the show on YouTube, please just go ahead and do that now. Uh, you Just search Locked on Blazers. You'll find us on YouTube, also available wherever you get podcasts. Make the show the first listen of your day. Get your day started listening to the podcast. Today's episode is a very special one. We are joined once again by my friend and yours, friend of the show, Jason Quick of The Athletic. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Michael. You're joining us from, uh, I assume, a hotel room in in, uh, Cleveland, Ohio after the first two games of the road trip. Um, Yes. What, can you just give us a sense, you know, the Blazers are 0-2, a loss in Charlotte, um, a a loss last night as well. And can you just give us a sense of, of sort of what what the first two games have, have been like and uh, and kind of what the post game was like yesterday in Philly after that loss to the Sixers? Well, it's been a very frustrating trip for the Blazers uh, for different reasons uh, each game. You know, I, I thought they really controlled the Charlotte game for the first half and kind of midway through the third quarter. And then they just coughed it up. Yeah. Uh, you know, Yusuf Nurkic had a really bad stretch that resulted in eight straight points. Um, and then they just kind of, I don't know if they've lost their composure, but they just started doing really dumb things and particularly defensively, uh, giving up a ton of open corner threes, uh, a lot of plays around the, the rim and they lost a game that I felt they were controlling. And I, I, I thought it was a really frustrating loss for them. And then against Philadelphia, you know, without three of their best players four if you count Danny green, having to leave uh, in the middle of the game with a hamstring injury uh, and they just got worked yeah. defensively. They did not, they took a step back defensively after I think what has been a, mostly a season of progress on that end. Um, but so that's two it's six straight quarters now where they've really got kind of scorched defensively. And, you know, Chauncey Billups's explanation for that is that, you know, often they have two or three guys playing good defense and tending to their assignments, but two or three other guys are not. And that's when breakdowns happen. And so they need to get all five, um, you know, maybe even four guys, on the same page and, and kind of adhering to their principles uh, for this to work. So kind of a, a bummer. I think, I, I think when they left on this trip, there was a lot of positive vibes and some good momentum. And that has been kind of deflated a little bit here and a little bit of a wake up call from a defensive standpoint. And then, you know, of course, Dame has continued his struggles monumental struggles and I would throw CJ in there as well. Uh, But to their credit, both of them uh, last night after the Sixers game were very professional and very upfront and took a lot of ownership for their play and for the team's play and, you know, no excuses, no nothing. They said, we have to play better. And, that's what you need to hear from your leaders, but you also need them to play better. Yeah. And, and that's really hurting the Blazers right now because for how bad their defense have been, has been, 
and for how erratic Yusuf Nurkic has been and how uh, much of a no-show Robert Covington's been, they've been in these games. Totally. They've had a chance. Totally. And, uh, you know, you think if Dame and CJ play up to their elite level, they could win both of these games. So uh, that's the good news behind all this kind of uh, ugliness and deflating um, thing around these two losses. So, uh, but yeah, I I thought Dame in particular was really – that that's Dame, you know, that's the Dame we've kind of known and have fallen in love with, or at least, you know, gotten behind is he's no nonsense. He's upfront. He owns it. And when he says something with such conviction as he did last night that, Hey, you know, I'm going to come out of this. And I, uh, I think people will look at me in a different light. It's you, you have to believe him because he's got a, a nine year body of work yeah. of of backing up what he says. And, you know, we I think we all know he's not going to shoot 34 percent from the field and 23 percent from three point range. Uh, obviously, that's going to you know improve. Uh, but it's nice to hear that the way he's approaching it and the way he's handling it. Yeah, he was, um, I thought he was, I wasn't there, but I, I did, I, I was able, I watched the Zoom or whatever afterwards. Um, and I thought he was great. Like he was, he was a little bit frustrated, I think at the beginning of that um, press conference. And then he <laughs> ended it just by being really honest. Like, hey, I'm, I'm bad, but I'm like, I'm part of being, part of struggling is owning the struggles. I thought he was really impressive there. Um, and you wrote about it too. It's like, and, that's the full Dame experience, right? Like that's the full experiences that yep. he's just, he's so, he is earnest and honest and wears it on his sleeve. And when he, and that includes the, the, the tough times as well. Now I think it's, it's important to note that he's shooting poorly. Yep. He's not playing poorly. Yeah, his floor game's been good. I, yeah. I mean, he's tied for fifth in the NBA in assists. Uh, and I think he's, he's once again, getting, you know, suffocated with traps and I think he's handled it with composure and he's making the right plays. Uh, so, and I do think he's, he's trying harder on defense. He hasn't been excellent on defense, but I think you can see the effort has increased on that end of the floor. So, I think it's important to say he's shooting poorly, not playing poorly. Agreed. It's a shooting slump. Uh, I don't think he was very good in the last couple of games defensively. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he had a. a yeah. I thought he had a bad stretch. Charlotte, he was worse than Philly for my money. Um, but no, really, I, I thought the opposite. Oh well, there you go. That's that's why we have you on the. Show. <laughs> that's why we get you on the show. Yeah, I thought he lost Seth Curry a couple times. Um, but I, for me, the the Charlotte, I thought he just really. I thought CJ was on Seth most of the game. I thought particularly late. Yeah, no, late. He for sure was. Um, I, I'm talking yeah. like in the middle quarters when they went zone a little bit and when they were just playing uh-huh. in transition and stuff. I thought there were times that he he lost him a little bit. Um, yeah, nobody had a good defensive game against the Sixers. They let, um, you know, they let Shake Milton and, and Tyrese Maxey and Furkan Korkmaz kind of give them the business. It was, um, you forgetting George's Nang or Harry. Oh, yeah, George, George Niang. He had a monster game against him. Um, and Andre Drummond like really outplayed Nurk, and it's all, it's all bad news. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, I thought, I thought Ant once again looked good, and I thought, uh, Nasir 
really played hard. Yeah, let's. I love I love the way Nasir is rebounding, man. Yeah, one of the best offensive rebounding guys in the league right now. Um, depending yeah. on how you measure it, he's he's been really good. Before we talk about the 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 positives, because I think those two are clearly the positives. Are you more concerned about Dame shooting or the defense right now? Like what what gives you? Oh, more? the defense. Okay. The defense. Yeah. Just because we know that Dame's going to come around. Yeah. We don't know that the defense is going to come around. Right. Right. Because they don't have a body of work. Yeah, they don't have nine years um, to point to of saying, hey, we've been a very yeah. good defensive team. They have mostly body of work that suggests that they're a mediocre to bad defensive team. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more worried about the defense. Okay, that's that's where I'm at, too. I'm I, I'm not ready to worry about Dame yet. I mean, I, I, I recognize this is probably the worst I've ever seen him shoot, but I like it's it just seems like the ball's going to go in a bunch at some point, And I'm not I'm not ready to freak out yet, um, but it is you know, seven games into this, he has not shot it well. Um, he said basically had one good shooting game out of the, out of the seven. So it's, it's, it's certainly part of the story. Uh, in the second segment, I want to, let's talk about the positive stuff. You mentioned Anthony Simons. I want to talk about him. Let's talk about Nazir Little. Um, this, it's not all bad in Blazer land. It's, it's been maybe a tough road trip, but it's not all bad in Blazer land. Let's talk about, let's talk about the positives in, in the second segment. But first, let me tell you, this episode's brought to you by McDonald's proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come together, a place where classmates can meet up knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and an endless supply of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you can always look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. Or if you're like me, it's a place you can go on a hungover morning or on a, on a long road trip in rural Oregon uh, when you know you'll get a dependable McDonald's meal. So why not head over to your local McDonald's right now to refuel and reconnect? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Oh, right. So we, t- we talked about the shooting struggles, Dame shooting struggles. I feel, I'm ready to not have an episode um, that's, you know, you came on last week and we were talking about that. I'm ready to not, I'm ready to talk about anything else. And anything else, at least at yeah. this point, is um, is Anthony Simons and Azir Little. I think they're the two bright spots. And let's start with Ant. Um, he has just been great. Uh, he's about as playing as well as I possibly could have imagined. What have you liked about Ant's game through the first seven games? I like that it's not all three-point shooting. Absolutely. We've seen him take people off the dribble. And wow, that little kind of right-handed hook, yeah. driving hook shot. He's he's broke that out like I think three times yeah. now this year. And it's pretty. Yeah. Uh, you said to me the I first thought, time he did it, you were like, well, that's new on press row. And now yeah. he's, he's busted out a couple times. That's, that's a go-to move for Ant at this point. Yeah. And I thought uh, he was on the wrong end uh, of some really bad calls last night. Yeah, he didn't against get against Philadelphia. Particularly I think it was at the end of the third quarter he just got mauled yeah. and there was no call. Um so I think his stats could have looked even even more impressive last night, but I think that's the real important thing is he's not just a three-point shooter and I've liked his passing. It hasn't always necessarily reflected in assists, but he's made a lot of really sharp smart passes you know there was one in particular last night an entry pass to to larry nance jr i can't i don't think larry converted it but it was like damn that's that was a smart read a really good pass 
uh, put a little mustard on it. And so I, I think he's becoming a more complete player. And, and that was the big worry, yep. I think. After last year, is like, okay, is this just a one-dimensional kind of sniper shooter, three-point guy? No. he He's making that clear that he has more of a full package. Um, so I think that's really encouraging from, from Ant. But, you know, you were saying that you, you think Ant and Nasir are the two bright spots. I, I would nudge Norman Powell in there as well. Absolutely. Since, since, since he's come back from his injury – I mean, just a relentless attacker. He's been finishing well. He's really kind of uh, been a slowly and kind of subtly a, a real nice offensive force for these guys while Dame and CJ are struggling. Yeah, there is. We've reached this strange like, and we saw it. We saw it at the end of the game. They went with four guards, right? They went with with that four yep. guard group. Um, obviously, you can't do that against every team. Well, that's well, that's because Covington was. Terrible. Yeah, he's been bad. Um, he's been <laughs> yeah. bad. They need him to be good again. He was he shot thirty eight percent from three last year and was one of the best help defenders in the NBA. Like they just need like where is something that looks like that? Um, it's not like he didn't have stinkers last year, but I'm not worried about his offense. I'm worried about his defense. Yeah, he didn't I, even take a shot last night. He didn't even take a shot. Yeah, last zero night field goal. Nineteen minutes. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it, it's more. You can see it with Chauncey. You know, he's just—he's constantly on him. Like, how did you miss that? You know. So I, I think there needs there needs to be better play from that's that's what he hangs his hat on. Yeah. And he he needs to to bring that to the table and and give the Blazers that because if not, then you know you have to start wondering: Does Chauncey look at Larry Nance right in the starting lineup? Right. You know, because I think Larry's shown a little pop. I I. I think Larry would, would would probably like to finish a little better yeah as far as his shots but I think uh you know that's I, I'm not saying it's it's time to do that but that's gonna be an if this continues that's gonna be an option that Chauncey Billups is gonna have to look at do I switch my starting power forward agreed and and they want that you know the team is committed to that group being good but at some point um you know it, you just you kind of there is it'll be an it'll just be inevitable that you need to look at, at possible changes. My question is like, so, you know, your two best players are guards who are six foot three. Your, your third best offensive player is Norman Powell. Who's six foot three. Your fourth best offensive player is Anthony Simons. Who's a scoring six, three guard. Like the Blazers have, it's not a problem yet because like you just you get as good enough, get good players, but they can't play a four guard look. Um, are we, are Anthony Simons and Norman Powell sort of like, how, how do you, how do they fit in on a team that needs minutes and is, needs to find minutes for them and, and, uh, and has such, you know, heavy is so dependent on their two other guards in front of them on the, on the, in the depth chart. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. Um, and I, I think Chauncey's kind of coming to that realization that, as he refers to it, it, this is a puzzle. Yeah. And, you know, I thought Tony Snell, by the way, looked good last night too. Yeah. D d does you what know? he does. Hit uh, both his threes. Like that's really dependable. And he's really long. He's got those long arms. I think he kind of can disrupt a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But who do you play him over? Right. You know? Right. <laughs> and so it, it's, 
it, it just feels like this team is there's a little imbalance and it's made it's prime for a trades in somewhere at some time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just feels that way. It, it just looks obvious that there's an overload of six, three guards, obviously. Yeah. And they got, um, at some point they got to consolidate it. And I guess, um, you know, there, I, there's no rush. We can, they can, they don't need to do this. Yeah. And they don't need to do this until the new year. They don't need to do it till February, quite frankly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. I think it's hard to four of their, their best four offensive players are all the same size. Um, and that's, yep. and they're not, and if they were all the same size and six foot eight, then it would be fine. But um, that's not how it works. Uh, and it, like, I like the look of the four guard lineup. I just know, you you know, you're just not gonna be able to do that. You're not gonna be able to do it Wednesday night against Cleveland because they're so damn big. Like, you know, it's just, yeah. um, you, can, you can't. Well, and, and really, if you're looking big picture, the whole goal here, is to win in the playoffs. Yep. Right. Right. Exactly. And you're not going to win in the playoffs with four guards playing four guards. No, you might win like in the that. NCAA tournament you know? playing four guards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but first thing you got to get to the playoffs. And I think this team, I think this team has enough talent to do that, but they're going to have to start playing better. Yep. Um, and then, you know, I look, we're, we're seven games in. Sure. And uh, there's still, I think a lot of teams are kind of scuffling and trying to figure things out right now. So I don't, I don't think by any means anyone should be panicking or thinking this is going to be a lost season or anything of that sort at all. Uh, this team's figuring stuff out. They're figuring it out. Rotations, how to play, who does what, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's kind of fun. Uh, oh, yeah. Even though it might not look all good all the time, I have no idea what I'm going to be watching when i go to the arena every night and i love that yeah it's fascinating you know because it, it yeah it's really intriguing and i like seeing the way this develops and i like seeing some guys getting tested early dame cj uh roco let's see how you respond let's see what's made of these guys and um that's kind of interesting and uh, that's why i can't wait for you know tomorrow night's game against cleveland who by the way cleveland you, you pick up the schedule of the early before the season starts and you, you kind of chalk in a win on that, yeah, right? Absolutely. I don't I think you're kind of thinking about that a little differently now. Cleveland just went uh, three and two on their road trip and looked very good in doing so and, and just beat Charlotte last night. Uh, the same Charlotte team that beat Portland. Yeah. Let's let's talk a little about that game because I think for a random Wednesday in November, it suddenly seems a little more a little more meaningful for this team. But before we mm-hmm. before we talk about that random Wednesday in November, let's talk a little bit about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that there is, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Don't search for other ones you don't need to. You can just find the best tasting built the best tasting protein bars at built.com. My personal favorites, cookies and cream and peanut butter brownie, but there's something for everybody. Go check their website. They got new flavors all the time. Whatever Whatever your palate, whatever your taste buds desire, you'll find you'll find a Built Bar flavor that meets them. But not only are they delicious, they're also good for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and just 5 grams of net carbs. All tasty. All healthy. Go get yourself some. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Listen, it's basketball season. There is no better place to bet on hoops than BetOnline.ag. So 
head on over to their website. You can do, visit it on your mobile device. You visit it on your desktop. You'll see that it's new and improved. They updated the interface. They made it smoother and cleaner for you. And it's still got all the prop, all the props, all the live odds, all the action you could possibly want. So why not go there now? And if you're a first time, if you're making your first deposit, you can use the promo code locked on. You get a 50% welcome bonus. A hundred bucks becomes 150 when you use that promo code locked on at betonline.ag. That's betonline where the games start. Still a pass for his point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You're still listening to Locked on Blazers. We're still chatting here with Jason Quick of The Athletic. Jason, you are in, I, I presume, downtown Cleveland. Uh, yes. <laughs> a few blocks away from the arena. Um, Wednesday night, like you just mentioned in the, the, the previous segment, like they're, they're going to play a pretty good Cavs team. To me, this game feels more meaningful maybe than, than a Wednesday in November should. Am I right to say that there's like, not like a lot on the line, but like this is kind of an important Wednesday night game against the Cavs? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you don't want to go, you don't want to bring a donut home from right. a road trip. And, you know, it's kind of gut check time for Dame and CJ. Sure. You know, CJ made a, made a note, you know, he grew up nearby in Canton. And uh, so he's motivated. Larry's, you know, from here. Yep. He's going to be motivated. Dame has something to prove. Uh and eventually pride kind of kicks in the way they've lost the last two, last two games. Uh, it, they weren't just losses. They were a little bit of a, a kick to the groin, you know? Uh, so I, I think it'll be interesting to see what this team is made of. I, I think it'll be our first real, well, actually it'll be our second real kind of gauge of, of what's inside this team. I think the first one was, how they would respond after getting blown out by the Clippers and, and they had a great game. Yeah. They played great. against uh, Memphis. Yeah. And so, you know, this will be another indication. Can, can they rebound and come back uh, from a disappointing performance like they did last time? So, yeah, this is uh, like I said earlier, you look at the schedule when it comes out and you, you kind of think, okay, this is a, an easy win at the end of a, a trip, but it, that's really changed because the Cavaliers are, are playing nice basketball. Yeah. I mean, I would say that uh Monday night's game in Philly, when you, when the starting lineups were announced, looked like a pretty easy game too, or at least a, a imminently yeah. winnable game too. And then yep. um, George Niang happened. So uh, you, <laughs> at some, at, you know, it's, it, it's, there are no gimmies and Cle- Cleveland is gigantic. They play three, seven footers. Like they're just huge. Yeah. Um, they're it's, it's, yeah. it's a unique test. Um, is there, like we mentioned that sort of the, the, like the Dame's problem, quote unquote, is just, is just shooting. Do you think like t- to me, when I watch him, he just looks a little, just a little bit short or is that, I mean, is that, is that fair? Like, is he short or do you feel like he's missing all over the place? I feel like he's missing all over the place. All right. And that, you know, there's a couple national writers there last night and we were talking like, he's not just missing, he's missing badly. Yeah. You know, he hasn't had a lot of rim outs and stuff. He's had, you know, Charlotte, there is a a big air ball at a very important time. I think it was a five-point game yep. in the fourth quarter, and uh, he missed by a, a foot, foot and a half. And you just don't see that very often from him. And it, it's not the first air ball he shot this year. So he's been 
he's been getting his money's worth on his misses. I'll say, <laughs> you know, uh, so I, I don't know. You know, I, I know that he was dealing with a hand injury earlier in the kind of coming out of preseason. Um, and then last night, you know, he, he talked about the abdominal thing. It, it kind of gets tight every once in a while, but I don't think it's a physical issue. And he, and he has insisted that, that there's nothing wrong with him physically, that he's not being hindered by anything physically. So uh, I don't know what it is. I, I just think it's become, I think it's become sad that it's a thing. Yeah. You know, like it's like it's in his mind and he's thinking about it. And there was a time last night, I remember vividly, where he had an open look, he missed it, and he just kind of chuckled to himself. I mean, he could see his teeth and he was shaking his head like, I can't believe this, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, it, and so that's when I really knew that he was kind of wearing it and feeling it. And, um, it's weird to watch. And I, I bet for him, it's really weird to experience it. Totally. Well, uh, why I was asking so, is it's like, do you, it's like, if you feel like he's just missing short, you know, maybe get him some catch and shoot shots that he, so he doesn't have to dribble right. into him. But it's like, I, I agree with you. It's not like, it's not maybe like prescriptive of just saying like, you know, let's, let's set him up for some easy ones. It's like, he, I feel like he's missed him every flavor. Um, and even when they've let yeah. him cook, when they've let him kind of do what he's comfortable with and like hunt matchups mm-hmm. and go, go to work, he still hasn't, um, you know, the shots still haven't fallen, yeah. fallen. So it's, it's been all yeah. over the map. You know, you brought you uh, triggered something by saying that. I do think that more than any time in his career, he's played off the ball this year. Absolutely. You know, they have let Ant and CJ kind of run the point a little bit, get him off the ball, which conserves his energy, uh, allows him uh, to do the catch and shoot. So, you know, he doesn't have, as he says, 10 eyes on him all the time. And so they've tried that. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's going to be really beneficial down the road, not only from an energy standpoint, but just from the the quality of looks that he'll be able to get. Right. The variety and even the pick and roll stuff, they've done it with dribble handoffs. So it's not the same like Dame dribble towards screen. It's like Nurk has the ball and you can like, you know, it's still a pick and roll, right? It's still the same action, but it's a little more, there's a little more variety to it. I I, I like the offense. I know it hasn't looked great, but I'm not like, I like the way the offense has looked um, aside from, (laughs) I guess, aside from the bricks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jason, thank you so much for, well, go ahead. I would like, I would like to see Nurk finish better. Yeah. I I think that was a, that was a big thing for me coming into the season was, Will Nurk be able to finish better at the rim? And that has not happened. And it's frustrating. Yeah. You know, I think it's frustrating for everyone. It's a skill thing with him, though. Like, some of it is mental and taking his time. But, like, he's also just not very good at it. Like it's a skill thing. Yeah. He's, he's, he's never been a good finisher. It's not like he once was and he's kind of lost it or, or he, you know, yeah. um, there was a time in before he hurt his leg when he was really coming around in that area um, for sure. Yeah. But he, it's, it's like, it, I don't think it just, it just doesn't seem like his game is, is, is as power oriented as it was. Right. I agree. With and that. I don't know if that's because he doesn't have lift out of his leg anymore or what. I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, he, he told me the other night that the coaches are imploring him, dunk more, dunk more. Uh, and he's like, I'm so damn tired. I need to catch the ball first. Right. You know? Yeah. He was dropping <clears throat> passes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 
they've got to get Nurk going. And, you know, as I wrote about last week or this week, I can't even remember, uh, you know, Chauncey is hard on him. Mm-hmm. He's really hard on him and they're pushing him and, and Nurk is accepting of it and he's owning it. And it's, it's been interesting. I've seen Nurk watching film more than I've ever watched, seen him watch film yeah. before. Pre-game with Roy Rogers sitting down and, and yep. pouring over it. Yeah. I yep. noticed that too. Yep. And it's not just little sessions. They're long sessions right before he works out. So uh, they're really trying to pound into him, you know, various, you know, principles and, and school him on defense and all that. They're, they're really working on him. And uh, I think that's really encouraging. Yeah. I mean, if, if it'd be nice to see some results. Yeah. If he, if he takes a leap as a finisher to even sort of like at league average, he's going to be very good um because like yeah. the other night in that game um against the clippers like he didn't he did not shoot well at all and he had 14 and 17 like he, he's he was yeah. he was gonna you know he's gonna have like a 25 50, or 22 and 15 if he um if he makes a couple layups like it's 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 it is the margins are there for him to be a real monster um but i just yep. i'm I'm kind of a non-believer as Nurk as a good finisher because um, in the way that I'm a believer in Damian Lillard's track record, I'm also a believer in Yusuf Nurkic's track record, and he's been a guy who doesn't finish right. around the rim. So, um, yep. t- and the words of David Fisdale, take that for data. <laughs> um, Love it. Yeah. <laughs> David Fisdale, uh, you know, closet nerd. That's my people. Um, <laughs> Uh, Jason, thanks for joining us. Uh, we will, uh, do it again soon and I will see you Friday when the Blazers play the Pacers. Um, maybe they'll come back with a, that's Thursday, isn't it? Oh, no, it is Friday. Friday. Yeah, it is Friday. Jason, you know how you know it's the NBA season. You don't know what day of the week it is. That's how you know. Um, you didn't know when you wrote the Chauncey story. You don't know when the game is. The NBA is here and the weeks and days don't matter anymore. It's just game day or off day. Um, Dude, I got to my hotel last night after the game. Mm-hmm. I forgot what floor I was on. <laughs> because, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, I was seven here, 14 there, 12 here. What floor am I on? Did you have to go back to the desk and be like, hi, I'm an NBA reporter who classically did it again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I figured it out. I, I, I guessed it. All and right. I was like, yeah, this is right. Good, 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 good. Because yeah. I've made that walk of shame on the road before. Like, hi, it's <laughs> yes. like 1245 yeah. and I just got back from writing and my brain doesn't work. Can you help me? <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. Uh, dear listeners, subscribe to The Athletic. Uh, nobody covers the team better than Jason. Uh, his, like I, I, I say it all the time, but I really, truly mean it. Reading Jason's work is worth the annual subscription alone. Like you are, you will get your money's worth by reading Jason, but if you subscribe, you get access to writers in every sport, um, you know, quite frankly, across the globe, all the NBA coverage, NFL coverage, whatever sport it is you're into, you'll find writers covering the teams you're interested in. So subscribe for Jason, stay for everyone else, uh, get a, get a subscription to support journalism. Also tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, they can get it wherever they listen to podcasts and also on YouTube, uh, just search locked on blazers, wherever you're looking for us and you will find us there. Uh, Come back for a recap of the Cleveland game on a Thursday show. And Friday, we'll do a mailbag. So at Mike G. Rich on Twitter or LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com if you want to get in the mailbag. That's a week's worth of shows, five days a week, free wherever you get podcasts. Make this podcast your first listen every single day. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.